Hi, I'm Jerry Scullion, and you're listening to Gut Talks Double G U Double T. Hi, I'm Jerry Scullion, and you're listening to Gut Talks Double G U Double T. There you go. <laughs> When I came home from Australia, I took a role at a consultancy and my head did 360 degrees a hundred times within about three months. I was like, this is awful. This is not what it's about. Like, you know, this is, I was the complete antithesis, everything that I believed in. Like, it was just like, it was just not, not the right space for me, the right place either. And I said, you know, what we really need to do is, is get stuck more into the education side of things. Mm-hmm. And give affordable, flexible spaces to learn that really help push the craft. And that's when, you know, myself and Mark, um, Mark Stickdorn, who's Adam's collaborator. So I know Adam through Mark. We started to collaborate together. And that's where This Is Doing came out of during the pandemic. And it was a great experience and it was a great experiment. But I guess over the last couple of years, we've all worked independently. This Is Doing is still going. Mark, Adam and Marcus run that. I'm no longer involved in This Is Doing, but the education space became really, really interesting to me from a service design perspective. But I felt that if we were, like I trained thousands of people in the last couple of years, and I started to question the effectiveness of people going back into their organization. I'm giving you a really long answer here. I, 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 where is this coming from? I don't know. But um, basically, I question the effectiveness of training when they go back into the organizations and the organizations suppress any of these new radical ideas to do things differently. And that's where I started to really scratch the itch of the makers and doers school that I've, I launched, I've been working on for about nine months mm-hmm. and I'm holding it up here. Like this is like a little booklet that I give to all the kids. We ran a prototype of a summer camp. Um, we'll do it this way. It's a bit better. So like become a scientist and all the different, um, mindsets that you need to do during the become a detective. So, um, and it was amazing. I'd never taught six year olds and seven year olds and eight year olds, um, for five days in a row and I've never been as tired as I was on that Friday. I remember just kind of like getting into my car and just shriveling down behind the steering wheel and kind of rocking back and forth. But it was amazing, amazing. Like they made such a leap from Monday to Friday. They were questioning things. They were doing things differently. They were asking questions some of that was just due to the fact that they got to know me a bit better but it was a really interesting experience and it's definitely something i want to do more of it's just trying to find the right business model to make it sustainable what is it that got you into um, kids basically i have kids that's what got me into kids there's no other way of saying it like they they say um i remember when i was working in government in australia Jerry Gaffney, he's this incredible user experience designer. He calls me my childhood nickname, Scully. He's like, Scully, you're ruined now. You're going to have kids. You're not going to be able to take on the type of work you've been taking. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Would you go away from me? This is why we'd speak to each other because he's Irish and I'm Irish. And he was right. Like no one told me when you had kids, your brain gets rewired. And you, you have this whole kind of, it was literally like I was waking her up and I was a different person little by little every day and we have two kids freya and sam freya is six and a half and sam is four and just watching them develop 
and then realizing like there's there's not enough stimulus happening in education and there's an awful lot of talk about it but not an awful lot of doing and like that's no discredit to the teachers out there the teachers in ireland in particular are absolutely amazing absolutely amazing but there's a huge gap there between reality um it could be extracurricular stuff that's the way i position it at the moment but i'm really interested in the designing for home experience that's the bit that i feel providing the material and i mean that in educational material and physical material to play in a relatively unstructured slash structured way through guidance is the area that I'm probably going to be taking that business because it allows it to scale, it allows it to become more community-led and it's relatively flexible. But I really want to give that that kind of fodder, F-O-D-T-E-R, fodder to the children and the parents and the schools ultimately as well to try and push it forward. And I'm not working on it on my own. There's two other people, Mairead and Alexa, who that's another story for you, by the way. They've helped me with the with the workshop that we did at the summer camp or summer course, as we should probably be calling, because it's not really like a summer camp. But um, they're amazing. Like they're much more in the art side of things, and I'm coming at it from a design perspective. Yeah, there's lots uh, here. I mean, that's a topic of uh, on its own. Actually, when you go back to the whole education system everywhere, it's like mm. even it's been the same for ages, with a bit of nuances maybe, and we don't hear a lot like people talking about this the only thing that you hear or at least that i've heard about a lot is like they don't teach you teach you business at school but there is much more to it it's not just a business like it's what you're saying like questioning things and, yeah. and asking the right questions this is essential and if if kids can start doing that early on then yeah. their life will be different to uh Absolutely. I mean, well, business has got us into the position where we're at now at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like the business, business success is usually profit selling, you know, needs that whole kind of mindset needs to be questioned. There's nothing wrong with business, by the way, and there's nothing wrong with profit. And I know. My no, no, not, says, nothing yeah, wrong. Stable, I think here. that's important, actually. <laughs> it's we need this yeah, because absolutely. we get we taught yeah, how to be like how to obey somehow like how to be good mm. at what you do, but not how to get things done and not be shy just to get out or yeah. afraid to get out and do things. And that's what's missing. You mean get out like and clear your head and, and walk and do uh, things? No, no, like, you like you say get out. Get out means like talk to people, try like interact. Oh, yeah, yeah. Learn, exactly. explore, exactly like try, that. test. Yeah. This whole be curious like you know that's yes. what everyone says like oh, i look for curiosity and um you know you see it in the job descriptions be curious i'm like yeah yeah that's that's great like you know and i guarantee you if you had a thousand people interviewing here at the moment none of them would say do you know what I, i'm not curious i'm not curious like no no i'm not curious i just want to be told what to do human nature i would argue that most people are curious they want to do things better they want to do these things and and question but what tends to happen is the lack of leadership who are just in line with business and making profit and they don't question the other stuff so the humanities the this whole angle and argument for why we do what we do um and how we do what we do 
needs to be really brought up. And it's funny, like I did this really, um, this experiment I, I, and the night before I was like on the Tuesday night, I said, I'm going to do something with these kids on the Wednesday. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give them a physical way of exploring experimentation. And there was a gym next to the space where we did it. And I was like, said, how am I going to do it? Like, how can I walk them through this process? So we took them down to the gym and I lined them all up against the wall. And I said, okay, it was a basketball court. And there was a circle in the middle. And I said, okay, what we're going to do is we have to roll the ball and it has to land. It has to stop in the circle. And they were all like, and they're all like six, seven, eight years old. And there was like 25 of them. So the first person come up and they rolled it and the ball went beyond. It's very hard to have it slow down at that point. Well, the next bunch of people came and they rolled it really slowly and wasn't fast enough to, to get to the middle. And I, they, I was like, okay, everyone stop. What's happening here? And they go, we can't get it to stop where we want it to stop. And there was one child, Ollie is his name. He's eight and he was so cool. And he was, you know, he's a super smart, really bright child. And uh, he got up and he was a bit taller than the others. And I said, what are you doing with the ball? And he was going to bounce it. And I go, why are you going to bounce it? And he was like, because it's going to reduce its friction. I said to myself, I'm like, bloody hell. I said, you're yeah. so smart. So he bounced it and it just missed it. Like it slowed down. He says, it'll slow down with the bounces. And I'm like, ah, very clever. So no one got it in the first round. And I said, okay, so after the first round, I said, tell me what you're all learning. And I said, well, we know that rolling isn't going to really work. But what Ollie did was interesting. This is what they're all saying to me. So we think that they're kids, like, like the kids won't get it. So I was like, okay, the next time they all started to bounce it. And five of them got it the second time. So the next time the third chance came around, 10 of them got it. And I was like, what are you learning? And this is we're learning from each other. And I'm like, right, exercise done, folks. I'm going to charge your parents an extra thousand euro for this week. <laughs> because that lesson in, on its own, we could give it to, you know, organizations. And it was a really small exercise. Some of the kids really got it. They really like connected with it. They're like, mm. you could see the light bulbs going off and lighting up. And, you know, they're, they were kind of like, yeah that is that is true like you know um other kids just weren't really that they were like give me the ball i want to kick it <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? i'm not i'm not i'm not that naive but it was an amazing thing for me to see gonna have another coffee here don't mind me yeah sure but, um yeah so that's that's kind of like in a nutshell what the makers and doers is about it's really fascinating i just need to figure out the business model so i don't go broke doing it you know what I mean? I get no government assistance or nothing like that. I, I lost several thousand on that week alone just from the prototype. So I've only got a couple of more stabs before I try and figure out the business model. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the end of this episode of this segment with Jerry Scott. Thanks for listening and watch out for the next one.